June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Breaking news tonight. President-elect Joe Biden pledges to vaccinate one million Americans a day, saying he'll use the federal government to accelerate the rollout of coronavirus shots. Mr. Biden's warning tonight, the toughest days of the pandemic are ahead as he accuses the Trump administration of falling behind. In Florida, long lines as seniors wait to get their shots. And the warning from experts, at this pace, vaccinating most Americans could take years. So what's causing the delays? Out of control. More than a million Americans infected in just one week as a new strain of the virus is detected in the U.S. And with hospitalizations in the U.S. at an all-time high, the overwhelmed hospital treating patients in the gift shop. Locking down. California extends its stay-at-home orders and L.A. County ramps up restrictions after cases there skyrocket nearly 1,000 percent. Will movies and TV shows be forced to shut down? Checks and balances. President Trump lashes out at members of his party for refusing to back his stimulus plan. What he's calling Republicans who don't support his push to send $2,000 checks to Americans. Double trouble. One third of the country now in the path of two major storm systems. Will you be ringing in the new year with snow, ice and rain? Profiling the bomber, chilling new video and new details about the Nashville bombing. Why the FBI is using profilers to dig into the suspect's past. And meet the mask maker, the artist bringing smiles to faces, even when they're all covered up. 
This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. We're going to begin tonight with some breaking news. President-elect Joe Biden says the White House's rollout of the coronavirus vaccine is falling far behind, and he's promising to use the federal government to make sure a million Americans get the shot each day during his first 100 days in office. Mr. Biden's criticism of the Trump administration's vaccination program comes after several prominent public health experts, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, voiced concerns today about distribution delays. The CDC says only about 2.1 million Americans have gotten the vaccine, even though the Trump administration had promised 20 million would get it by the end of the month. And those shots are desperately needed because the rate of new cases nationwide continues to skyrocket. Over a million Americans have been infected with the virus in just the last week. With hospitalizations nationwide tonight smashing records, too. In parts of California where cases in some areas have exploded nearly a thousand percent, there are new lockdowns this evening. And as we come on the air, there is now growing concern that a new and potentially more contagious strain of the virus is spreading in the U.S. After officials in Colorado confirmed tonight a man in his 20s tested positive for it. So we have a lot of new reporting for you and your family. And our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Meg Oliver leads us off in New York City. Good evening, Meg. Margaret, good evening. With just two days left in 2020, just over half the number of doses the Trump administration said would arrive by the end of the year have shipped, something President-elect Joe Biden vows to change. This is going to be the greatest operational challenge we've ever faced as a nation. President-elect Biden says his incoming administration will move heaven and earth to get the vaccination effort back on track. It would take ramping up to one million shots a day. Biden gave few details about how his administration will hit that mark, but said he would invoke the Defense Production Act to accelerate needed supplies for vaccines. He called the recently passed $900 billion COVID relief bill a down payment for controlling the pandemic. Earlier today, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris received her shot. As thousands of vulnerable senior citizens lined up across Florida, some waiting overnight, hoping to secure a coveted COVID vaccine. You know, this is a life or death vaccine. But there are not enough vaccines for everyone in line in Lee County, which was at capacity by 7 a.m. The Conways were lucky. Just need a date of when we come back. We haven't got that yet, so they are not quite organized with the next shot. It's incredibly frustrating 10 months into this pandemic. We're still talking about the basics of how do we get vaccines into people's arms. Why aren't more people getting vaccinated? There isn't a well-coordinated, thoughtful plan for how we're going to vaccinate the American people. Distribution plans and execution fall to already strapped public health departments. The new COVID relief bill has $8.75 billion allocated for vaccination distribution, including $4.5 billion for states. But it will take time to distribute that money, delaying vital outreach campaigns. When are we going to finally be able to possibly secure herd immunity and back to our old lives. Yeah, if we continue on our current pace, it's going to take us years to get everybody vaccinated. 
Tonight, one hospital told me they did receive enough vaccinations for the month of December, but that's only because the state intervened to make sure they also received Moderna's vaccines to make up for Pfizer's shortfall. Just one more piece of this complicated vaccination effort. Margaret. Meg Oliver, thank you. Now to that breaking news on a new strain of coronavirus that has been spreading overseas. Tonight, officials in Colorado say they've confirmed the first known case in the U.S. after a man in his 20s tested positive. Doctors in England, where it was first found, say the new variant is significantly more contagious than the current strain. And Dr. Anthony Fauci says it is likely already spreading here, putting more pressure on health systems, especially in places like California, which are already overwhelmed. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Life at the epicenter. Los Angeles County under strict stay-at-home orders with daily deaths up 600 percent, new COVID cases up nearly 1,000 percent since November. Patients are being cared for and treated in the ambulances as if it's part of the emergency room. As bad as it is, the worst is almost certainly yet to come. We're a 131-bed hospital that started the day with 224 patients. With its gift shop and chapel now filled with hospital beds, Martin Luther King Jr. Medical Center is in full-scale crisis mode. How does that look at this hospital? Rationing care uh, among all hospitals looks very much like what happens on a battlefield during a war. Another Southern California hospital is also preparing an emergency plan for rationing care, insisting it will not put the burden on frontline workers. Instead, a committee that includes doctors, a bioethicist and a spiritual care provider will decide who gets potentially life-saving treatment. L.A. County is now requiring anyone traveling here to quarantine for at least 10 days. And the county's also urging Hollywood studios to hit pause on productions. Nationwide, back-to-back holiday gatherings are leading to record-breaking surges, with New Year's Eve just two days away. Which could make January even worse than December. I hope not. In Holyoke, Massachusetts, joy amid the heartbreak inside the soldier's home where 77 residents have died from COVID. Today, the first vaccines were given. This used to be the ambulance bay at MLK Hospital. Now there's a triage tent here. Behind that, there is another tent full of COVID patients just waiting for beds. But it's not just beds that are full. The morgue is, too. That's why they've got a refrigerated truck out back and another on the way. Margaret. Carter Evans in Los Angeles. In Nashville, four days after that devastating bombing, residents and business owners were allowed back inside that heavily damaged neighborhood today. Meanwhile, investigators are zeroing in on the bomber's motives. Here's CBS's Mola Lange. Nashville police body cam footage released late last night shows the dramatic aftermath of the Christmas Day blast. Are you guys okay? Oh, no, my Where's your car? Okay, go to your car. Today, some of those evacuees were escorted back to the scene to survey the damage. Sweet and sad all at the same time. Including Noel and Jeffrey Rasmussen, who shot this video. You're going to go back and see your kids now. What do you tell them? I've really been struggling with what to tell my four-year-old. It was a really striking picture of our window blown out and, and our Christmas tree still standing there. Oh, my gosh. Noel, Jeffrey, and their two kids ran to safety early Friday morning, capturing this video shortly after police knocked on their door and told them to get out. 
FBI and ATF response teams continue to recover evidence at the bomb scene, hoping to figure out why 63-year-old Anthony Warner blew up his RV. Seeing the impact of the blast for the first time, Jeffrey and Noel say they cannot believe more people weren't hurt or even killed. We don't know where we're going to live. We don't know what we're going to do. Our whole life surrounded by bomb wreckage was, was hard to see. Well, authorities say prior to this, Warner didn't have much of a criminal history, just a marijuana-related charge back in 1978. Investigators say there are also no signs of any sort of political ideology behind this bombing. Still, the FBI has brought in profilers to interview people who knew Warner, to try to get inside his mind and hopefully get closer to a motive. Margaret. Mola Lange, thank you. Tonight, President Trump is stepping up his attacks on Republicans who oppose his calls for increased stimulus checks. Here's CBS's Paula Reed. From his holiday post in Palm Beach, President Trump today tearing into congressional Republicans, calling leaders pathetic for not backing his baseless voter fraud claims and saying that unless they have a death wish, they should approve $2,000 stimulus checks. That puts the president more in line with Democrats who tried to force a vote on the new direct payments today, already passed by the Democratic-controlled House. There's one question left today. Do Senate Republicans join with the rest of America in supporting $2,000 checks? Today, that answer was no. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocked the Democratic effort, speaking for most Republicans who don't want to spend additional money on stimulus. But some are now suggesting they'd support it, including both Georgia Republicans looking for an edge ahead of a tough Senate runoff election scheduled for next Tuesday. I'm delighted to support the president in this 2000. The president is also furious at House Republicans, many of whom voted last night to override his veto of a sweeping annual defense bill. The Senate is expected to do the same this week, but today Senator Bernie Sanders said he'd block that vote until McConnell allows a vote on stimulus checks. Working families need help now, not next year, but right now. Majority Leader McConnell signaled he may be willing to bring those checks up for a vote, but he tied them to two of the president's other priorities, curtailing protections for social media companies and investigating allegations of voter fraud in the 2020 election. If you tie those two issues to the checks, they're unlikely to pass. Margaret. And tonight, the Trump administration saying those smaller $600 payments might be received as soon as this week. Thank you, Paula. 2020 is on track to go out with a blast of severe weather. Two major storms will bear down on a third of the country. Parts of I-80 in Nebraska were shut down today as heavy snowfall made for dangerous driving conditions. That system's heading east, which may mean a treacherous New Year's Eve. CBS's Lonnie Quinn has the details. Lonnie? Okay, Margaret, the snow you just showed us in Nebraska, that video was from earlier in the day because right now Chicago is being impacted by snow. This will end up being Chicago's first significant snowfall of the season. Question becomes, what happens tomorrow? Tomorrow night around this time, where's it going? Well, it becomes mostly rain going through the Midwest. But follow that trail of precipitation all the way down into Texas, and Texas will be dealing with some snow. And then by the time you get to New Year's Eve, portions of Texas still 
having some snow. Everybody else, for the most part, it's rain. And around portions of Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, wherever you see that little flash of yellow, there could be some severe weather. And that severe weather chance pushes us into the Carolinas on New Year's Day. And for the Carolinas, again, it's a risk for tornadoes, believe it or not. It's very wet up throughout the northeast. And then as you push well north, that's where you're going to find some icy snow. But I do want to recap how we see this working out for New Year's Eve. There's a line of precipitation from Maine to Texas. Snow for Maine, snow for Texas, everyone else. For the most part, it looks to be a stormy and wet New Year's Eve. Margaret? Well, we're spending it at home anyway, Lonnie. <laughs> Mine there you as go. Well. Stay home. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lonnie. The Justice Department says it is closing the case against two Cleveland policemen involved in the shooting of a black child in 2014. 12-year-old Tamir Rice was playing with a toy gun when officers shot him and killed him, saying they mistook the toy for a real gun. Police say video of the shooting was not clear enough to bring charges. In Columbus, Ohio, tonight, there are troubling new details about the deadly police shooting of Andre Hill. Newly released records show that one police officer at the scene did not perceive Hill as a threat before a fellow officer gunned him down. The officer who fired the fatal shot has lost his job. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Get your hand up underneath you now! Officer Adam Coy was not alone the night he shot and killed Andre Hill. Give me support. Also responding to the non-emergency call was Officer Amy Detweiler. According to her interview with internal affairs investigators, she and Officer Coy both had their service weapons drawn. But in contrast to Coy, she did not observe any threats from Hill, did not see a weapon. But she did hear Coy yell, there's a gun in his other hand, there's a gun in his other hand. Then she heard gunfire. Her testimony will be critical going forward. Coy has been fired, but there are calls for him to be arrested and charged. The body camera's automatic record feature captured video of the shooting, but not the audio as Coy approached Hill, who was holding a cell phone in his left hand. You can't hear the audio until Coy turns the body camera on. Hands out to the side now! Coy's attorney says he is hopeful that his client will get a fair and thorough investigation. I feel like if that cop would have gave my dad a chance, he'd still be here. Andre Hill's daughter, Carissa, is simply hoping for justice. Jeff Begay's CBS News, Washington. Tonight, New York City police are searching for a woman who falsely accused a black teenager of theft. That woman was caught on camera at a New York hotel Saturday, accusing the teenage son of jazz musician Keon Harold of stealing her iPhone. It was later found by an Uber driver, and police say the woman could now face charges, including assault. Boeing's troubled 737 MAX returned to the skies today, carrying U.S. passengers for the first time in nearly two years. The MAX was grounded in 2019 following a pair of deadly crashes. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's son, Archie, spoke his first words in public today. The 19-month-old royal helped his parents sign off on their first podcast with this message. Happy. Happy. New. 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 love that giggle author marty rubin once wrote behind every mask there is a face and behind that a story well behind many masks in decatur georgia there's an artist and a smile here's cbs's mark strassman nobody likes wearing masks we do it because we should and in decatur georgia it's the law no masks are never fun 
until now. Meet Huckleberry Starnes, a good guy with a great name, and a product designer who got the mask laugh. Everyone comments on it. You're really excited to wear it more. His custom masks highlight personalities rather than hide faces. And as a public service, he's made hundreds of them, like the one Joe Jameson is wearing. Uh, it makes me feel like I'm always smiling. This Decatur cop had to shave off his signature mustache. No mask would fit over it. When I put the mask on, I have the mustache, so it gives me that option. When I saw his mask, I thought it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Sergeant Kimberly Parks, Jameson's boss, got back her signature smile. This mask gives you back my personality, yeah. Unlike a standard surgical mask like mine. How would you describe its fun factor? Yeah, not very fun. I went ahead and put this together for you um, so that you can wear this when you're out. This comes off for a second. This comes on. Better? Better? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean, my kids are going to laugh at me, but it is fun. Finally, a mask to put a smile on anyone's face. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. And we need more of those. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a heartwarming homecoming. A father beats COVID and makes it home for the holidays after nine months. And if you can't watch live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Good night. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official T-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.